Hey, what's going on? This is Troy, and this is the Planet 76 Podcast, your source for Sixers news, highlights, hot takes, and more. Welcome to the show. Welcome, everyone, to Planet 76. My name is Michael. I lost track of the, of the episode account again, so I don't know what episode this is. <laughs> I will check the easy outline, as though, to one, confirm. Because... Two, three. What did you say? It's easy as one, two, one, three. You, you know what? I can always count on Troy to <laughs> make my podcast life easier. Um, make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast. Um, yeah, we're just getting ready to do it. We uh, a couple days before Christmas here on Planet 76, so one of many Merry Christmas wishes to everyone listening, watching, following... And Troy, why don't you just take it away and let's uh, let's get into some Sixers. Yeah, so a couple games um, since we last recorded. This is our second episode this week. I love that. And, um, you know, Sixers had two wins after coming off a loss against Chicago, but stayed home, beat Minnesota, and beat Toronto. Um, and, and two games that can be described in just a couple ways because there were some really significant things happened. So one against Minnesota, Embiid dropped 50 again, his second 50-point game in a couple weeks, just remarkable stuff. And then tonight against Toronto, um, three Sixers players went for 30-plus in Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris with a season-high 33, and then Joel Embiid with 31. So pretty significant there. I, I saw a stat, then I lost it, but... Something like that's either never happened before mm-hmm. for the Sixers or hasn't happened since like 1961, but I don't think that happened in 1961. Like who would have done it then? So yeah, just crazy stuff. So what are, what are your thoughts on any of that? Let's just keep it real. I mean, what Joel Embiid did against the Timberwolves, just dismantling what was and probably still is the best defense in the league the best team in the league at least record wise 50 points like if there was any greater test of can be do it against the legit teams i feel like this was probably it um and i mean it's only one game so like you could say that the sample size isn't large enough for us to figure that out but he was doing this last year too so at the end of the day this is something he's been doing and this, this should not come as a surprise to anyone at all because he's been doing this. to He does this to everybody. Like, that's pretty much common at this point. It's pretty much Joel Embiid at this point. We just know he's going to do that. Yes, yeah, so Embiid with 51 against Minnesota. Uh, Rudy Gobert, Cat, doesn't matter. Um, and against a, an improved Timberwolves team, for him to be able to do that um, – you know, and then tonight for him, 14 straight games of 30-plus points. 14 in a row. Uh, didn't he have he's a streak like this last year or something like that, too? I think. And I know he's – I think he started this yeah. season with – he, or he still has a streak of 20-plus games, 20-plus points per game every game this season yeah. that he's played. It's it's crazy it's what he's yeah. doing. Um. Now, I will say, and I put it in our notes here, I did a little math. So Embiid has 51, Maxi has 35 against Minnesota. Everyone else combined for 41, um, and something similar tonight. So Maxi Harris, Embiid 33, 33, 31. Everyone else 
combined for 24 points. Um, thoughts there? I have a couple, but I want to see your thoughts. It, you know, is that an outlier? Or is that a concern? No, I wouldn't think. I I wouldn't say it's a concern. Um, I mean, there have been a few games this year where Sixers starters, and particularly Maxi and Embiid, have kind of carried the load when it comes to scoring points. That's kind of to be expected, especially considering the Sixers don't have any real legitimate bucket getters, if you will, in the starting five or really on the team outside of Embiid and Maxi. Again, a lot of complimentary guys, a lot of guys who can score but really don't. That's not really who they are and what they do. Um, so I'm like, I don't know, I'm not really too concerned with that because you still have a guy like Ubre who can give you 15, 16. Now, the Sixers did were without a few guys tonight specifically yeah. no melton batum or beverly not that any of those guys are big time scorers but melton can give you a lot scoring wise yeah. um so you're missing you're missing some points there with melton batum is not again not a big time scorer but he can give you 11 12 13 points pretty efficiently so you get you're not like maxi and Embiid are the scorers for this team they're going mm-hmm. to score majority of your points, especially because Max is averaging 27 a game this year and Embiid's averaging 33. So it's nearly half the Sixers' points right there. And you, other than that, you know, you get your Harris points, you get your Melton points, and then everybody else kind of just fills in right along beside, behind Embiid and Maxi. Yeah, I don't, for myself, I don't know if concerned is the right word, yeah. but there's something to be said and I think it might just be too a little bit of recency bias because it, it's not just these two games you think back to the the, the loss against the Bulls um, you know it was Embiid for 40 Maxi for 29 and no one else doing hardly anything Kelly Oubre 2 for 10 Tobias Harris only getting three shot attempts we talked about that earlier in the week but you know I think when there's there's three consecutive games like this where Outside of your main two, and then Tobias tonight with a season high, no one's really doing nothing. Um, and it's and it, I don't. I mean, I think the more of those games you string together, the more it's heightened. Now, you know, next game, you know, maybe Christmas Day, Ubre's going to drop twenty, or Melton's going to come out and That'd hit fifteen, awesome. or you know, Morris is going to drop twelve, like, and and it'll be forgotten. <laughs> but uh, it is heightened right now just because of what's happened recently. Right. Um, right. But Tobias Harris, what can be said for him? So he had a really good start to the season, very efficient. Um, he cooled off a little bit in December. I think we talked about that earlier in the week, and then he must have hurt us because he responded tonight. Um, but a season high, 33, uh, coming off of two single-digit performances in a row. Do you think Tobias needed this? Again, a cold December for him coming in. Yeah, this was huge. Um and I don't know that it was for a confidence thing with Harris, but what I can definitely tell you is that this was huge. Um, this is something that, like, this was not his coming out party, I guess, but this game for Harris really established, like, okay, you know, I was having a poor start to the season, but I'm here. I'm still here. I'm still a really, really good NBA player. And I know this. You know this. We've t- we talked about it all the time on this podcast, a million times times in length, (laughs) in great length on this podcast. He's a great player. I think tonight kind of reestablished that for many because 
you know, almost 30 games into the NBA season for the Sixers, and have and Harris hasn't really been that kind of player so far. He hasn't really found himself yet, I guess. And I think this game really reestablished himself on this team, and I think this game may have reestablished some faith from the fans as well. Not me, because I, I've been pretty, been I've been there. pretty staunch <laughs> on like how I felt about Harris, no matter what happens with his game. So I think this game helped a lot of fans kind of like turn the blanket over and leave. Like you know what, maybe Harris is still here. Yeah, yeah. This month alone, again, struggles in December yeah. a little bit. You know, he had a game of six, nine, three, ten, um, thirteen a couple times. But to come out and and, and go for thirty three on twenty three shot attempts, um, he had. He had 23 shot attempts combined over the last three games. Yeah. Okay, so he had 23 tonight. Um, you know, if Tobias Harris is going to shoot 23 times, you know he's, he must be feeling good, mm-hmm. one. And two, um, he's he's been efficient. He, he's never really in his Sixers career been no, he's always, you know, yeah. terribly inefficient or anything, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, it, it's good for Tobias. It's good as you mentioned, for the fans to get off his back a little bit and uh, to know that he's a a big part of this. And again, I think what we just mentioned a moment ago, the more and more, or I should say the less that the Sixers are getting from other players, the more Tobias Harris's output is going to be very important moving forward. If if this is the team, you know, we're looking at post uh, trade deadline and this is it. Um, we're going to need performances, not 33 from Tobias Harris. I think that's kind of what you said in your post tonight I saw on Trust the Love. But, you know, you need him to be consistent if Absolutely. we're going to succeed. Is that is that yes. am I right? I really skimmed the post before we got on. Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, that's basically what I said. I mean, it's – it's that I, and I, I do I, – I, I believe that. I think I, most, if not all, Sixers fans would agree with me on that. This is not something you can quite – expect from Harris obviously because you can't you can't really expect 33 a game from anybody but th- <laughs> it's a good sign I think for his game because kind of like what I said a few minutes ago it kind of reestablishes the fact that he's still here he's still a really good player and he, he that he can still contribute to the Sixers which a lot of fans have wrote him off and say oh he, you know he stinks this is the cycle. This is the Tobias Harris cycle. He stinks, <laughs> trade him. Oh, he plays well. That's great. And this that's a whole other conversation for another day. But I hate that part of like I don't know if this I don't know if this happens with every sports fan base, but with the Sixers and Philly sports in general, it's like we hate you with a passion mm. unless you play well or unless you're really good. We hate you. We will berate you until you play well like i hate that i i I don't like that at all but yeah yeah that's philly philly um (laughs) i will say you know to kind of close out the tobias little segment here you know i think what you're what you're saying is 100 percent true and it's something i haven't really thought of much before again is this the this year above every other year in, since Tobias has been here, he's very, very, very important because of the way the roster is currently constructed. We've said it a thousand times. We don't know what it's going to look like here in a couple months. Um, but as is right now, if we're rolling into playoffs like this, like Tobias cannot, absolutely cannot fall behind 
you know, behind the scenes and not contribute. You know, in previous years, you, you know, we had James Harden. And so Tobias Harris could get you 12 a night, and that would be okay. Um, 12, 12 a night in the playoffs, if we're not winning, is not going to be okay. No, um, and so it's it's up to him to, to step up and, and fill the role because he is he is absolutely necessary uh, more so than he's been in previous seasons. All right. Um, let's get into this because why not? I mean, the episode itself, we knew it was going to be titled this a few days back. Uh, OG Ananobi is a sixer, question mark? Um, you've been, I think, pretty vocal. Is that fair to say you've been pretty I vocal about pretty the vocal possibility of OG Ananobi? I've been very vocal. At, at very least, vocal. Maybe not quite as much on this podcast, but at least, like, just on my page and, and, and any outlet that I've been given, really, is, is me ta- and my Twitter, which I... I, I don't like Twitter. Um, but is me talking about how the Sixers need OG. They need him. They need OG Ananobi. There's been a lot of discussion of oh, the Sixers need a scoring guard. Um, I think there's definitely some validity to that. But I also think it's just as, if not more important, for the Sixers to go all in on their 3 and D wing depth and get, like, the ultimate... Um, final boss of 3 and D wings like OG Ananobi mm. is the is the 3 and D wing plus he can do so many other things too um the Sixers need to get this guy and I the asking price is going to be astronomically high yes do the Sixers have the assets to get him I don't know I don't know mm. I don't know how this all is going to even happen I, I don't even know if it's going to happen maybe I'm delusional <laughs> um but I think this is something that really needs to happen. I'm imagining a Tyrese Maxey, DeAnthony Melton, OG Ananobi, Embiid, plus Harris or Oubre starting. I mean, yeah. that's like that's like Very good. the perfect team around Embiid almost. Obviously, Harris is not the, the perfect fit, but that's almost the perfect team around Joel Embiid. Like you, that's exactly what you need. So I'm just hmm. – just don't mind me. I'm just all aboard the OG Ananobi yeah. train over here, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have recently, so I've been writing some articles on the Sixers, yes. as you know, and one of them. So I just you know I can write on whatever I want, and so I decided to do one three reasons why the Sixers should trade for Zach Levine, and now I'm writing three reasons the Sixers should not trade for Zach Levine, just to kind of get right. both sides okay. of the perspective. And do with this what you will, but I'm finding it easier to write the article saying that the Sixers should not go after Levine. Hey. And that's one of my three points is about OG Ananobi being a better fit, um, just being better for this team. Again, the 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 starting lineup, potential lineup that you just rolled out with OG Ananobi in there, it's... It sounds really, really good. I and um, I think the more I talk to you, I'm going to be more <laughs> all in on that trade. I I just at the end of the day, for me, it just comes down to I don't want the ball being taken out of Maxi's hands in favor of another guard alongside him, a a, a backcourt partner of his having the ball more than him. I don't want that, Maxi. 
needs the ball. Like, if Embiid doesn't have it, Maxi should have it at least majority of the time. He should be the one with the ball in his hands. I don't want anything interfering with Maxi's growth as an as specifically as an offensive player. And Zach Levine's great. I think he's a good fit alongside Embiid in the Sixers. But he would do that. He would. Yeah. infringe upon Maxi getting the ball and getting the necessary touches that he would need to improve and continue his linear development. That's that's not something mm-hmm. I want. That's not something this team needs. They've been so great doing what they're doing. And with a piece like OG yep. Ananobi, you're only complementing the team so much more. You're only adding extra layers that help the team so much. Mm-hmm. So... Like I, I like Zach Levine. I just don't think it's. I just don't think it's the best idea. Yeah, I think that last point hit it on the head. Like you're adding more of a compliment, in OG, and it it's right. just not the case with Levine. As as good as he is, as much as he brings to the table, you know. Because, uh, the other point to this is, you know, this isn't a preseason discussion we're having. This, this is, is this is twenty <laughs> games into the season. <laughs> We know what the Sixers have. We know what they need. You know, if the Sixers, we're sitting here and the Sixers are, you know, 500 and they're struggling to find offense, which before the season could have been the case. Like, we didn't know. And we might be sitting here saying, let's go get Zach Levine. You know, I think that there's more grounding to your point, more grounding to what, you know, our overall mood is right now, just because this team has been incredibly efficient on offense already. And... You need to add something defensively, especially when you when you consider uh, who are some of those teams the Sixers need to get by in the exactly. Eastern Conference. You know them, and our listeners know who those teams are. All right. Um, speaking of a team that uh, has made some noise in the Eastern Conference lately, Sixers and the Miami Heat are set to do battle on Christmas Day, 8 o'clock mm-hmm. Eastern tip. On ESPN, that's our first matchup of the season with the Heat. I, I kind of wish the Sixers never and, played the um, Heat, um, but unfortunately, yeah. that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, what's your uh, what's your thoughts? I mean, it's 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 like the Thanksgiving Day <laughs> for you know football. Right. This is the NBA on Christmas Day, so it's a big one. What are your what are your thoughts heading into this one in Miami? I don't know. I I could I could see the Sixers losing this game, and that's some that's something because to me the Sixers beat everyone. Like I don't care what team they're playing, they need to win. But with the Heat, I yeah they need to win obviously. But I'm still like I think they might lose, or they definitely could lose, and they're the chance of them losing is greater than it would be if it was like the Knicks or something, the 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 the, the Hawks, right. whatever. I I don't know why the Sixers Hawks would ever get a Christmas Day game. I'm just I'm just saying, um, <laughs> I, I I could see them losing. I'm not gonna lie. I, I definitely could see this being a loss for the Sixers. You could see it yeah. being too. I mean, this you know obviously a fun atmosphere, a special day. Uh, you could see Jimmy Butler. You know, I mean, he mm-hmm. he plays well when the bright lights are on. You could see him playing very well. Uh, any any like either regular predictions or if you want to be bold be bold bold um, predictions for uh for this one mm, have some fun with yeah. it yeah taller hero lights them up for, for 50 no i'm just kidding um, um <laughs> i don't know i i what would be bold i mean and b goes for 70 like is that bold i don't is that even possible 
I know that's the thing. It, saying in beats not for even bold because bold he, he literally averages fifty a game. Like it's like, um, that's where we're bold at. Bold predictions. I don't know. What do you? Do you have any? I don't know. That's, I don't know. <laughs> I was hoping you'd have something, um, but I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Tyrese okay. goes off. I'll, you know, no, as, and that's not bold. But I'll, I'll say. I'll say he gets a season high. I don't know what a season high is right now, but I'll wow. say he's getting forty. What is he? No, he has. 50. What does he have on the season? That was he did. The that's, yeah, he did. Oh my goodness. Never mind. He's not getting a season high. He's not getting fifty plus. I'll say forty um, though. I'll say forty, and the Sixers win by double give me digits. Like, How's give that? Give me like a Melton thirty-five piece with like eight threes. I don't know. <laughs> he did. Okay, that's bold. He, he, I mean, he did. He, he did that last, against, like, year. The Lakers last um, year. I but. think he was like thirty-nine with yeah. like nine th- seven threes. I think he was. I think he was thirty-seven point seven of nine from three. So give, give me one of those. Sure. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's bold. That's bolder than mine, but yes. a Sixers double-digit win on Christmas Day in Miami. Cool. That's, we'll take that every day of the week. Um, anyway, <laughs> all right. As Michael said to open up Merry the episode, Christmas, Merry everyone. Christmas. As this is our last episode before that game, be sure to tune into the Sixers and the Heat, ESPN, 8 o'clock Eastern time. And uh, we will see you next time on Planet 76. Your Sixers are currently 20-8. and eight. On one of, the one of five teams season. in the NBA to have 20 wins. Just saying. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. One of the first five to 20. And uh, we'll see you next time on Planet 76. This is episode 123. You just listened to an episode of the Planet 76 podcast. Hey, we appreciate you joining us for this episode. Whatever platform you're on, why don't you hit that subscribe button for us, and we'll see you next time.